your noontime look at the financial world. What's trending in Chicago business? The midday numbers. John has the Wintrust Business Lunch now. Money, 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 money. Money's on my mind. And what we'll be covering today, money, money, money. just one of the things on the Wintrust Business Lunch. Will the Fed cut rates in the new year? We'll certainly find out. This is sponsored by Thatcher Oaks Commercial Awnings, covering Chicagoland businesses for 39 years. It is Wendy Snyder sitting in for John Williams. And I just dropped a piece of paper. That is not good. Philip Shaw joins us now. And Philip is a financial, a certified financial planner with Goldstone Financial. Philip, how are you today? Oh, I got to hit the button. You know, can I just tell you, Philip, here's what's happening to me. I am trying to finish up my Christmas shopping, and I keep ordering this thing for my niece online, and they're like, okay, the order's coming, and then I get these alerts saying it's out of stock. So on the way home today, I'm going to go to four different Target stores and pick up four different things for the same person. So Merry Christmas to one and all. Um, all right. I, I, I tell you what, the same thing happened to me this week. So I, I'm, I'm with you. I'm with you. I know. I think more people than not can relate to this. I, you know, it was so much better when I was a little kid because you just woke up and opened up Christmas presents. No pressure. This adulting stuff is kind of hard, Philip. <laughs> it was magical as a child. It wasn't no it? appreciation for the work. And I'll tell you exactly, we've come a long way because I did have a piggy bank when I was a kid and there was something very, very exciting about saving money and putting it in my little pink piggy back. And now I cannot save money at all. (laughs) I am not very good at it. Well, we'll talk about it today. Speaking of which, thanks for having me. Absolutely. Um, I appreciate you coming on with us today. Um, money is not really um, my specialty. I don't invest it well. I Maybe I should get a financial planner, someone like Philip Shaw. Um, so somebody who is not well-versed, I was talking to Terry Savage, and basically she was saying it's just, we, if we don't know about it, we're uncomfortable. Because I hear numbers and I start freaking out. But it doesn't have to be that scary, Correct. It really doesn't, but here's the thing. is that That's common for most people. If they don't have an understanding of it, they don't feel comfortable talking about it, and a lot of people just put, you know, bury their heads in the sand, if you will, and ignore issues. And it's a lot easier to actually just have a conversation or, or admit that you don't, you don't know something, especially when it comes to your money. There's things we're all good at. I say I, I have this conversation every day when I'm talking with clients at the firm is, you know, this is something that I do every day, so I'm very comfortable talking about it. We understand that's not the same case for everybody. And, you know, people talk about retirement and people talk about saving for a rainy day and people talk about, you know, oh, you got to save for your kids. If you've missed all the aforementioned times to start saving, is it ever too late to start? I tell you the same thing I tell anybody. The best time to start saving or the best time to start planning was a long time ago. The next best time is right now. And is there a certain formula for how much people should be saving? Um, you know, so it comes down to, to where you're at in life. You know, as a, as a benchmark, my encouragement is, you know, make sure first and foremost you're putting into, say, your employer's 401k. You know, if you have a, if you're working for a company and they're willing to match a contribution for you, 
that's free money. So whether that's, you know, 3%, 5%, whatever that number is, that's got to be kind of the, the starting point of, of what are we saving towards something like retirement? Because it's a, a 100% return immediately, day one. It's free money. And make sure that that's growing for you for the long term. But then a lot of this comes down to how you're doing specifically in your life. You know, I have, uh, at my age, lots of friends having children, right? All of a sudden, their priorities switch. All of a sudden, you know, they go from being able to save, you know, hundreds of dollars, if not thousands of dollars a month into, you know, savings towards their house, towards their retirement. And there's periods of time that it goes towards the kids. Yeah, I mean, with the 401k, I mean, I remembered when I started in radio many, many years ago, I was pretty young and it's like, you don't want to think about retirement. But I jumped on that and I'm telling you, if you don't have it, you're not going to spend it. And if it comes out of your paycheck, it's going to save for you. It's really a no-brainer on that one. I couldn't agree with you more. Because I think putting it out of sight, out of mind, and letting it grow, best thing you can do for yourself. Now, that said, make sure it is invested. I know a lot of people that wake up, look at their 401k 10 years later, and find out they never invested it. Yeah, that might be a problem with me as well. Uh, so <laughs> <laughs> We should talk. <laughs> yes. And um, all right. So first of all, we're going to take a quick break. Then we're going to come back and talk about uh, the Fed rate cuts and things that we have to look forward to or not look forward to in 2024. And then how do people reach you just in case they've just tuned in? Um, what's the best place to reach you at, Philip? Uh, so best place to reach us is website. So goldstonefinancialgroup.com is going to be the easiest way to find us. has all of our information, my information, phone number, all that sort of thing. It's goldstonefinancialgroup.com. And Philip, let's talk about 2024. Uh, How many times did the Fed uh, do a rate hike this past year in our current year? It's quite a few times. Yeah, the Fed raised rates almost every opportunity this year, minus a couple over the summer and this latest one where they, they held the rates steady. Um, and, you know, this question of the, the Fed raising rates, this is a, an issue that affects almost everybody in their day-to-day life. You know, it affects the, the rates at which we can get new credit cards. I've heard a statistic lately that the, the average interest rate on a credit card now is as high as 27%, which is insane. It affects the rate we can get a mortgage. It affects if we want to move or if we're able to. It affects uh, our companies. It affects our stock market. That's going to be a big issue for us going into 2024. And what do you see happening in 2024? Well, thankfully, the Fed has actually been pretty vocal and uh, telegraphing what, they, what they're planning on doing. So through 2023, the Fed had said, you know, hey, we're going to keep raising interest rates until we can get inflation in check. Now, thankfully, inflation just came down to 3.1, all the way down from 9%. Their goal's in the two range, right? Numbers, numbers, numbers. What does that mean to us? It means next year what they're planning on doing is they're planning on starting to lower those rates again. Now, whether that's in March, which is as early as some experts are saying we could see it, could be over the summer, the Fed's not going to make that decision until they see the, the data that comes through in the next you know, three to six months. But what it does mean for all of us is as the Fed starts lowering interest rates, a lot more things become attractive. 
There's going to be people that get better mortgages, opportunities to refinance, et cetera, et cetera. We, somehow we all figure out how to live with what's going on. When we purchased our house uh, like 25 years ago, I'm telling you, our interest rate was probably, it was definitely double digits. It was like 12 or 14 percent. We had great credit. It's just that's what the rates were. And then they came down so low, then they went up again, and now they're coming down. I mean, somehow we figure out how to deal with it, right? You know what? We always have. We've always figured out how to deal with it. My my folks tell me the same thing. It's when they bought their first house, they had a 16% interest rate. And I say, yep, you sure did. But you also had a 16% CD at the bank or a money yeah, market. Yeah, that's true. So so it is. It, it depends on what else you have available. I do think the, the low interest rates we've had for the last decade have made a lot of houses more expensive yeah. than they would have been otherwise. And it's been an issue for people. You know, I know a lot of people that are, uh, what would you call it, trapped in their current house because if they move and they need to get a new mortgage, the rates, you know, considerably higher than what they're used to paying. They can't afford the difference. Yeah. All right. So you're talking about people who are trapped in their houses. There are people, gas prices have come down, but still I haven't seen prices in the grocery store come down very much. So, um, you know, have we avoided the R word, the recession? Are we out of the woods for getting into a recession? What are your thoughts on this, Philip? Yeah, and and, and I just want to say one thing around the inflation is when the Fed talks about inflation coming down, they do mean going forward. I would be surprised if we saw the prices come all the way back to uh, what we were seeing in 2021 and 2022. But uh, to your question, the recession at, at Goldstone, we don't see a recession looming in 2024. We feel that the Fed has done a pretty good job of negotiating and navigating the interest rate environment. How high have they raised rates? You know, and and the encouraging part for us is we're still seeing very, very high employment, a lot of job openings, a lot of strong spending. We do think we've avoided the recession, but we'll never know until it actually comes around. We almost had one in 2022, but didn't meet the technical specifications that that they assign a recession. Well, I know that uh, I can't remember when the big recession was happening. Do you uh, recall the year offhand? Um, it was things were tough like in the 80s, maybe uh, you're talking 2008 or yeah yeah 2001 yeah yeah but i just remember you know i can't believe how expensive eggs are i can't believe how expensive ketchup is these are just little everyday things that you never really paid attention to before and now you really have to budget like oh maybe i shouldn't use as much ketchup or i should buy the double giant heinz things i mean do prices come back down because I don't recall ever paying this much for stuff before. I know the the, the prices fluctuate with gas because we're I got gas for two ninety nine the other day. Granted, I used my Mariano's points, but two ninety nine a gallon that was crazy. I would be surprised if we saw prices come back down to where they were. Now, what we might start to see again is we might start to see the the two for one deals. We might start to see a little bit of price reduction, but not as much as we've seen you know, in the inflation number. 
it's not going to get back to where it was, unfortunately. Uh, all right. Well, um, are there some ways? Go ahead. I was going to say that said, there's things we can do to protect ourselves. Give us while a- we've had this high while we've had this high inflation, we've also had the opportunity to take advantage of higher you know things like higher savings rates at the, at the bank and and fixed investments. At at Goldstone, we're looking at this stuff all the time. Is we're taking every opportunity we can that as long as we have these higher higher rates. We're also seeing things like a high-yield savings account as high as 5%. We're seeing money markets and CDs over 5%. So while we're paying higher higher rates on things at the at the grocery store, we're paying more for for in, because of inflation. One of the best things we can do to protect ourselves is make sure our savings is continuing to grow. And here, here's the question of all questions for you, Philip. How do people listening right now save money if they don't have extra right now because groceries are more and because gas is more? I mean, you know, what what's the saying? You can't uh, squeeze blood from a turnip or whatever. I'm probably so off on that colloquialism. But, I mean, if you just don't have money to spare, how are you supposed to save it? That's where a good financial planner will come in. I'll tell you that. I was going to say the the best thing you can do for yourself is have a plan around your finances. And if you are tight on tight on the monthly budget, I highly encourage sit down, look over what exactly are you spending. You'd be surprised sometimes what you'd find you spend money on that maybe you're not even using. Things like old gym memberships or uh, extra subscriptions to to streaming services. There are things that we can usually cut back on to be able to open up a little bit extra, a little bit extra for the savings. But the biggest thing you should do, you know, it's really a few items, right? The first is have a plan for how you're going to handle the finances and write it down. Put it somewhere that you can see it in your house. The second one, find somebody that can keep you accountable to what you want to accomplish, whether that's a financial advisor, financial planner like myself, whether that's a friend, family member, trusted colleague, somebody that you trust that can keep you accountable to it. And then don't feel like you are stuck. If it becomes too tight or if things, you know, you get a promotion at work or a job change, feel free to adjust. You can always adjust up the savings, down the savings, make sure it's working for your life. That's true. I mean, you know, some people are rigid uh, about, okay, I have this plan in effect, but it can be changed. Nothing's forever as we're starting to learn in life. Right, Philip? Yep, you got it. All right. I'm wishing you a very wonderful holiday season. Merry Christmas, if that's what you celebrate. And uh, so you did have some issues with ordering stuff online and then you go to pick it up and it's not there because I'm telling you, everyone is having this. I'm getting a lot of texts about that. You know what? It was the uh, it was the delayed shipping. Oh, that kills. Delayed shipping. I will so be. I think I'll, I'll get it before the new year, but not before <laughs> Christmas. Well, that's when you wrap up a very special big package with a little posted inside that says "Good for one <laughs> gift" on the way. <laughs> Have that's a good. What my father did. He yeah. put rocks in the bottom. Oh, oh, that's a good one. <laughs> All right. Well, have a great holiday season, and thank you so much for joining us today. We really appreciate it. Thank you, Wendy. 
And good afternoon to you. It's Wendy Snyder, and I'm sitting in for John Williams today. And John will be back in the new year, 2024. Uh, it's the Wintrust Business Lunch, and Senior Wealth Advisor and Market Strategist for Murphy & Sylvest joins us now. It's Paul Nolte. And hi, Paul. How are you? I'm doing well. It's nice to chat with you uh, now that the sun is well high in the sky as opposed to just rising over the horizon. Yes, typically when I fill in for Bob Surratt, we speak on the morning show and it's very dark at that time. And I always tell you when we speak, Paul, that I'm going to get my financial life in order and I may one of these days. Um, (laughs) I do want to bring up that uh, during our last segment, we were talking about groceries being very expensive. Specifically, I mentioned eggs and uh, ketchup. And a listener has texted us and said, uh, Wendy, eggs, avian flu, ketchup drought, and affected tomato crops. So there are sometimes reasons for why food is so expensive, but will it come back down? What do we have to look forward to in 2024, Paul? Well, I think we will see some of that come down. I mean, you we've seen egg prices go all over the place. Certainly following the pandemic, we had the uh, avian flu and we were seeing a dozen eggs at three, four dollars. So, you know, for a dollar, seventy two dollars. Uh, yeah, it's not great, but we can replace the chicken population a lot easier than we can replace the uh, cattle population. So beef prices will take a much longer time to come down. Part of the reason why inflation has come down as much as it has this year is really because of energy prices. And it's been one of the key inputs into overall inflation. But as you mentioned, going to the grocery store, today it's eggs, tomorrow it might be milk, and the next day something else again. So the consumer is still feeling uh, the impact of higher prices. All right. Um, I have a question here from 847, which uh, I'm sure a lot of people echo. And I'd like you to take this. Who has extra money to save? Who can afford a financial planner? Who is the Fed and why do they get to decide? <laughs> Those are the, the key <laughs> questions here. Well, let's take them in reverse order. Most everybody can use a financial advisor. Uh, and a financial advisor can be on a fee-only basis, so it's going to depend on maybe hours that they put in to, to help you out. It may be based on the amount of money that they're managing for you. So there's a variety of different ways that an, an advisor can get paid, and sometimes it's helpful to look to somebody outside the family uh, to look at your situation and, and talk to you through some of the issues and some of the, the things that you could be doing to make things better for yourself, not only today, but in retirement. And saving is really coming down to putting a little bit more away every time you get a raise. When you get a raise, put a little bit more into your 401k, put a little bit more into your savings account. So it it is difficult. Uh, it is more difficult today to live below your means. Uh, it may have been easier 30, 40 years ago. Uh, but there's a lot of choices that people can make out there today that can have a long-term impact. And the Fed, they're a government appointee uh, agency. This was done uh, following the Depression. And so they were in charge and are in charge of uh, monetary policy in the United States. They are supposed to be apolitical, meaning they don't have a political bias. Um, and their goal is to have full employment and low inflation, and low inflation they have defined as 2% per year. We're not too terribly far away from that, 
but uh, you know, back in the in the '60s and '70s, you didn't have this type of communication that we get today from a lot of the Fed governors. Nobody know who the Fed governors were in the '60s or '70s, uh, let alone seeing them on the uh, on the rubber chicken circuit, as it were, yeah. um, talking about talking about policy. Um, and you mentioned that uh, the Fed's supposed to be um, not political at all. Uh, we have political affection, uh, elections coming up, and do you think they're going to affect the market? What do we have? Um, it, yeah, I mean, really it comes down to you know, the old adage, uh, and this goes back to uh, Clinton's uh, um, election, re-election, was uh, it's the economy, stupid. It's how the economy is performing. Um, the Fed can affect some of that. Some of that is certainly by a fiscal policy, what the government is doing. So the different policies and, and acts that they put into uh, into place and money that they put out into the economy. So the Inflation Reduction Act of a year ago really put a lot of money out into the economy. And part of the reason why the economy is growing at 4% plus uh, over the last six months or so. So it's a result of a lot of that money coming around. The downside is a lot of that money is also inflationary. You put a lot of that money into the economy and start bidding up uh, goods and services, uh, you will see inflation. And so, uh, you know, inflation is a monetary uh, an issue with money, too much money chasing too few goods. That part has not changed. We're going on four years uh, post-pandemic. It happened in 2020. Um what are your thoughts here? Do you think we're better off today than perhaps people expected, or are things right on the mark? You know, it, it had it had an impact in, in so many different areas. Um, I don't think we're back to what I would consider normal. Um, you know, the, coming out of the pandemic, we pushed a lot of money into the economy. Uh, we put interest rates down to zero. Um, and I think a lot of the, the work from home um, has changed the dynamic of businesses, whether good or bad. I'm not going to judge on whether it's good or bad, but it has changed that dynamic. And certainly a lot of younger people that are coming into the workforce, it has had an impact because they don't have the water cooler conversations. There's not the, the lunch uh, meetings and, and things that happen uh, as you go through the, the course of a day if you're working from, from home. So they miss out on some of that type of stuff. Um I'm not so sure that we're better off today. There are certainly some places that are better, some that are worse, and some that, like I said, we're just not going to get back to where we were four, five, six years ago. All right. Well, Paul, uh, I'm going to get my financial life in order in 2024. I tell you this every time we speak, and um, some people are going to do it. I do have one question I'm going to throw out at you, and this is the last question. And... um, you mentioned if you get a bonus or you get something, you get a, a extra money in your paycheck, sock that away. There are a lot of people playing catch-up, so you can't really sock that away or put it in your savings account or invest it because you're behind on your bills and you need to pay it. So what do you say to someone like that? You know, I mean, it's, it, you have to take a look at spending. Um, you know, and that's, and it's difficult. Um, you know, I, I certainly have, have clients, acquaintances, uh, you know, people around me that say, you know, I'm just, we're really struggling to make the ends meet. And then you take a look at what are they're spending money on and you're like, well, we can ditch, you know, the Starbucks three times a day. We can, you know, maybe adjust this. And certainly around the holidays, 
the wallets tend to come open wide, and maybe it's not such a good idea to spend as much on the holidays. It's not so much, uh, you know, as you, as you get older, you find out it's not so much the presence. It is about being present. And that, I think, is an important thing to take a look at when we get into the holiday season. It's not about the things we buy. It's the things that we do. Tell that to your three- and four- and five-year-old kids. <laughs> and let me know how that <laughs> my goes. Grand, my grandson is, is going to lament that, yes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right. Well, wishing you a very Merry Christmas, uh, Happy New Year, and thank you so much. And a cheers to 2024. I hope it's better for all of us. Um, I'm in on that one. Thank you so much. We'll talk to you soon. All right. We are wrapping up the Trust Business Lunch. It's Wendy Snyder in for John Williams today. And this is the type of thing I'd like to talk about during the business lunch. It is toys. I love toys. Scott Friedland joins us, Timeless Toys Head Shopkeeper from Lincoln Square. Scott, how are you? Good. How are you? Uh, I want to talk classic toys because um, I grew up on some of the, most of these, quite honestly, and I think they're tried and true. Like, can I just tell you how much I loved my Light Bright? Oh, it's one of the best toys. I have my Light Bright from when I was a kid sitting right above my desk. Do you remember the song? I don't remember the song. <laughs> light Bright, making things with light. Light Bright, making That's- things with bright light. That's awesome. Yeah, it was so fun. It came out in 1967. And can we still get that at uh, at your Timeless Toys shop? Absolutely. Yeah, we have Lightbrite. It's not the same as the old one. You're not going to burn yourself on the light bulb trying to change it out and all. It's an, <laughs> it's, the new, the new Lightbrite is, a, is an LED version, but it's still the same classic play and the same classic toy. Um, they even have a mini light bright version out now, so it is something that you can get here at Timeless Toys still. And Timeless Toys has pretty much selected the top toys that stand the test of time. Um, some of them uh, allegedly date back to 700 A.D. Like, give me an example of what they played in 700 A.D. So I don't know if you've ever played the game Moncala. Yeah, um, it is. Yeah, it was. One of my favorite games as a kid. I still play it all the time today. Really simple game, but Moncala still exists. We still have it at Timeless Toys. Um, and it's the oldest board game in the world. Um, and it's so simple, so fun to play. Great little strategy game. Great for all ages. Oh, this is just bringing me back. Uh, Spirograph was one of the most uh, fun little kits I had. I Because of Spirograph, I think I liked little kits because it came with its own box and, and the, um, the markers or colored pencils. They were pens, actually. Um, explain Spirograph for people who may not remember it. Yeah, Spirograph is great. I love Spirograph because I am a terrible, terrible artist. So... <laughs> You know, it allows me to create beautiful pieces of artwork. In fact, my son just got his first Spirograph for Hanukkah. He's six, and he is absolutely loving it. So you use uh, precision-crafted gears um, and the two included pens or whatever pens you want to create intricate designs. Uh, these, These little gears spin around each other, and you put the pen inside, and it creates these awesome designs. It can make anyone feel like an artist. And... It comes in all different sorts of sets. There's a travel kit. There's a small introduction kit. And then you can get really intense with some larger gears and a lot more functions uh, for those who want to, uh, who are a little bit more advanced in the art world. 
All right, we're going to run out of time because there's so many things I want to talk to you about. Um, very quickly, Viewmaster was very popular when I was growing up, and um, it looked so three dimensional. You could it looked like you could reach out and touch stuff and 3D images. That was the kind of the first time I saw that with Viewmaster. Yeah, uh, Viewmaster is a classic. It was first made in 1939, and it's still around today. It's gone through hundreds of different reforms. Um, but the one that's still around today is, is the one that was around, has been around for the longest. And it's so much fun. You get all these different, uh, images that you can flip through. Some of them, uh, are some of your favorite Disney images or, or licensed images that you can flip through, uh, animals of Africa, uh, swimming with the fish, looking at prehistoric life. And you can, uh, take a look into these nice, nice photos that uh, right through your viewmaster. Yeah, it was very cool. And I also remember color forms where you could take little pieces of restickable plastic, basically, and put it on like a if you dress up a girl putting a dress on. I think I had a Barbie color form, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, they have hundreds of different color forms out there. I'll tell you what, it's upcoming uh, Christmas trips. Uh, road trips on the plane is the perfect toy for little kids because it doesn't make a mess. Everything stays right in the box, and it's all reusable. So one of my favorites one is the classic, the Miss Weather. Um, so you can dress up Miss Weather. You can make all the different weather patterns. a ton of fun, but there's also different licensed ones um, and all sorts of just random shapes that you can use to create your own little piece of artwork. He is Scott Friedland, and he is the head shopkeeper um it's timeless toys maybe oh my kids love their brio trains that's available rubik's cube of course do you have anything left on your shelves and where are you located yeah we've got plenty left on our shelves um even if you're shopping last minute you can still get a great gift here at timeless toys um we're located at 4749 north lincoln avenue in the lincoln square neighborhood and you can find us online at timelesstoys.com Happy holidays to you, Scott, and thank you so much for joining us today. Thanks. Happy holidays to you as well.